This is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com. And the official Dallas Cowboys app. First down. Jason Witt is in the end zone. Intercepted. Sean Lee. Hot. Touchdown. Des Bryant. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus. Taylor Stern, and Rob Phillips. Welcome, everybody, to Friday's show of Talking Cowboys. It's an exciting one today because we are that much closer to the Cowboys' first road game against the Broncos. Of course, always joined by Mickey, Rob, Brian, myself. And today we'll have a special guest very soon, Andrew Mason, the senior digital reporter for the Denver Broncos, will be joining us shortly. But prior to that... How come you guys don't have titles like that? I don't know. It's all huh? different everywhere. I've yeah. Rob's Rob senior writer. Are you senior digital reporter? Nope. You're senior writer? Yeah. Are you senior scout? I don't know what I am. What are you? Scout and I have I am me. I have nothing. Senior digital reporter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Veteran. What was what was, the butt. what was last week's <laughs> your title? Schmelks. He he was digital producer. He was general senior yeah. general producer. Charge of NATO. I, I think we should have fun ones. Mickey, yours would be like Captain. You know, angry pants. <laughs> <laughs> How about vice president? I only get angry when it means to get angry. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Ooh that was like such a dad comment right there. <laughs> I, I am, I am saying that. I am the happiest guy around till you make me mad. Mm. Saying that. Which is a lot. <laughs> got that? Grumpzilla. Kent, you got it? Got it. Right. Saved it. So many, so many drops already happening. But, Mickey, <laughs> we'll get to a positive note. You, you brought something in here that made me happy. What what made you happy? I didn't bring roses or gifts. Those are on my desk, right? right. I'm coming. They're up. coming, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But absolutely. You, you saw a guy out at practice, real briefly. His name. Terrence Williams uh, came running onto the scene during the stretching period and had his uh, left ankle heavily taped, but he was running, uh, which is much better than what he was doing on Monday when he was dragging that foot, and. Uh, my understanding is that they're going to list him as limited uh, for today's practice, and we'll see how much he does in that limited period. And I'm, I'm thinking from what I've seen a little bit of him, I, I think he's got a chance. Now, I don't know how well he would play uh, if they want to just rest him, but I think he's got a chance. How about Captain Right Answer? Captain, right answer. I'm always oh, yeah. good for that. I, I like think that. He'd be good How about that? Captain, good information right there. And yeah. then the other guy that ran off the field after <laughs> stretching was Orlando Scandrick. But he was at least out there with a helmet and jersey on, uh, left hand, heavily taped. Uh, but I still don't think he's going to make it. Jerry Jones on the fan today said he would probably be a game time decision. So we'll see. We'll see. Fi- final injury see report. We're out of here. See, see if that thin air helps heal that incision. Right? Final injury report comes out at three-ish. Yeah, but I, yesterday's I, injury I just report. Don't, I yeah, let me make. Yeah, let, so. let, let's make that prediction. Out. Yeah. Out. Uh, yesterday's injury report. Rob kind of scared a few people. Seeing Byron Jones' name on there. Can you yeah. Byron Jones that? was out at practice. Yep, he was limited yesterday, and I believe Jason said it looked like he would try to do something in practice. So. That sounds good. That sounds good on a Friday that uh, if he gets some participation, he'll be ready to go. He was doing all the early stuff that we were allowed to see. So yeah. that, that's a good sign that he's out there. Yeah. Tavon Frazier, if uh, if trouble arises in the Mile High City? Uh, or Xavier Woods. Oh, yeah. Ooh, there's a who's name better, we have who's not Who's better heard prepared to play that time. free safety Got to kind of think about how we 
addressed it out last week in the latter part of that game, though. If you remember how they were trying to play some things. Well, when they moved. The first, I was just saying the first safety that was on the field. Frazier came in right. when Heath moved up. Right, right. But so, yeah. Byron Jones was still, still on the field. The so that dude. just tells me that if something were to happen to Byron Jones, you know, that you know, we then, then you would get him. I think that Frazier would be your next guy. And then, yeah. What? Gabriel you don't would. want Woods? No, I Wuzier, yeah, puts me, Lewis. Puts me rookies out there. And him all in the field sure. all at the same time. Sure. Yeah, Is everyone throw them out there. All fame game. Feeling yeah. better about the depth at secondary than you thought you were? Sometimes they have those religions where <clears throat> baptism, they just throw them all in the lake at the same time. I yeah. feel good about their overall depth, but he does bring up a good point. I mean, the, the time on task, these guys just haven't had it. So I think, you, yeah, you would probably go with the veteran guy. At least as, start. as the season goes on, though, I think things could change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And strong opponents to start off with right away. That's yeah. kind of the scary thing there. But on the other hand, you know, you brought up a name the other day. You were talking about defensive ends for the Bronco Crick. They're a defensive end. We can probably ask Mason about this. He's out of there for this week. So they'll be kind of. Sounds like back surgery, huh? Back surgery. Yeah, he's been having some, exactly right. He's they talked about spasms, you know, and then all of a sudden, I think he tried to practice the other day, and that didn't work out too well. So uh, I'd see my guy Gotsis. Yeah, played pretty well the other day. That was kind of a, a psychic prediction. How about over that, there. huh? Wow, you either that or I I I I, uh, I jinxed the Crick guy. Right? Yeah. Shane Ray, come back too, please. I'd love to see you. Oh, Shane, just stay where you're at. Yeah, stay where you're at. But does that, I mean, everyone knows Von Miller is going to be just absolutely magnificent, Rob. I'll mm. throw you a bone mm. over Gig there. Gig him, yeah. Mm-hmm. But will that hurt him a little bit, kind of missing a guy, maybe having to get back in step with a guy named Gotsis in his line? Yeah, they signed a guy. I, I don't want to get this pronunciation wrong. A, a Tybo Rubin. Veteran guy with the Seahawks who Sounds started good to me. Started a lot of games. He might get some playing time. But, yeah, they've had some injuries on that D-line, uh, particularly in the middle of the line. So, we'll see. I still think with, with Vaughn, though, you line him up on the edge and he just let just him go. He can just do whatever. Yeah. And, and, look, the Cowboys, we've talked about it. They'll probably try to give some help depending on which side he's on. Certain times, throw some different looks. But he is the key matchup to me. Makes no it a lot easier it. if you have to just look at one side all the time than have to really worry about both. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have a few moments until Andrew Mason, senior digital reporter from the Denver Broncos, will be joining us. But, Rob, you kind of broke down some breaking news today of Zeke. Yeah, let's have a law report from uh, Uh, our uh, our law student over here. I didn't bring my glasses today. Oh, yeah. I I think I've got it down. Okay. Okay. So, as expected, no surprise, the NFL has responded and has skipped Judge Mazant. Yeah, they weren't going to get a ruling there. Yeah. They, they've gone straight to the Fifth, fifth Circuit. New Orleans. In right? New, New Orleans, Orleans to get an emergency motion filed for a stay of the injunction, which means they're hoping, they're asking for by September 26th, between the 19th and the 26th, they'd like a ruling on that. So that could, if it's granted, that would pave the way for Zeke to be you know, suspended, to serve that suspension after this game, depending on when it comes down, or possibly week four. We'll have to see, but... Uh, there's some people in the in the legal world that don't think that's going to happen. It's just all speculation. But uh, again, that's that's where they are. They're trying to do what they can to get that injunction waived. Boy, it's, it looks like uh, a political campaign out there with the NFL throwing their stuff against the wall, the NFLPA throwing their stuff against the wall. And I think the hard thing 
that's going to be for the NFL is to prove that if he doesn't start his suspension right now, that they're going to suffer irreparable harm. Yeah. There's no irreparable harm if the suspension starts week three, week five, week eight, next spring. There's no irreparable harm. I, I, I can't imagine they're going to be able to prove that. And and I'm, I'm simplifying it because there's more to it than that. Yeah. But that's one of the bases well, yeah. for a stay would be proven that if he doesn't start his suspension, the league's going to suffer irreparable is, harm. Is it, is it as simple as saying that Zeke, because he got granted the injunction, would serve more irreparable harm than the league itself? Like well, because, yes. because he's off the field, he's, he's not getting games. paid, he's missing right. games. And that was where the ruling came down from the te- from, Texas district. From yeah. Azant. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. So now these other three judges get to decide – on if if that is so or not so it gives you tired head but it goes on it does and you know last week we discussed Zach Martin and this will tie into it so just bear with me for a second we talked about how Zach Martin was was understanding of the fact that his contract extension negotiations have kind of been tabled at least for now we don't know what will happen during the season agents that type of thing but he said in his article I think you wrote this Rob I could be corrected he said that, you know, he's just happy he has the chance now to completely focus on football. He did say that. And yeah. I thought that was an interesting thing and in how you tie it back to Zeke is, you know, Mickey just said it, it goes on. And to kind of say, okay, today where am I at with this? Hey, lawyer, can you tell me what I need to be doing? Where do I need to be? The Football is obviously, first and foremost, I don't ever want to question his priority of his job, but – to have to continually think, where am I? Am I going to be playing next week? Am I not? Who's after me now? Where am I with this? That's a lot for a well, 22-year-old to handle. Yeah, and if – That's a lot for me or anybody in this room. It is, and, and, and you're right, Tay. It's going to keep going on until they decide, okay, we're not going to stay this injunction. It's going to stay in place. There's not going to be an expedited uh, appeal hearing there, either one. So if, if that injunction stays in place and, and this hearing gets pushed out by months – then he's got some relief in his mind of, yeah. I'm probably playing this whole season. But Let right now it's – focus on today. Yeah, right now it's still up in the air. It's just – I feel for it's that just, situation. For us, every Friday it's it's new news, it seems like. Every day it seems like new news. It's just completely <laughs> mind-blowing. But really quickly, before we get into Andrew Mason, I'm excited to have him on here. We'll get to one of Mi- Nikki's – Nikki. Nikki's point. Mm-hmm. All right. My points. One of your Point. points. We've talked about high altitude here this week, and and people are going to be looking at maybe a closer game than they think. Obviously, if the defense for the Broncos just shows up and hurts the Cowboys' offense, it's going to be closer. So special teams will really matter in this game. And, Mickey, you brought up a point of altitude effects on Dan Bailey's range. So it should increase his range. Should help. One of the benefits of high altitude. Should help. I mean, the the Bronco kicker has the same deal, but – if you figure that Bailey over his career has hit 57 field goals of 50 yards or more, 50, 27 field goals of 50 yards or more with a long of 56, I would think the altitude extends that by 5 to 10 yards. Uh, so now if you get in a situation where you can try something, say from 65 then you say, yeah, send them out there. But the, the deal is with those, and, and it depends how the game's going, normally you don't try those in end of the half or desperate at the end of the game. 
because you're certainly in the middle of the second quarter aren't going to go say, okay, let's go try a 65-yarder, and if I miss, I'm going to give them the ball at, what, the 45-yard line? Right. That ain't happening. No. I think there – but your point, too, is at the end of game, game management. Right. You know, now if this thing turns into a tough, tight game, you know – Which and it could. It, absolutely. The Cowboys are 17-7 and seven on the road uh, since, I think, 2014, if I'm, if I'm right about that. Uh, so if you if you think about that and they're and they're and they're I want to say they're eight and four in games decided by one score or less. So to me, if it turns into you get into a tough tight game and all of a sudden you're out of timeouts, you know you work in these situations all week, out of timeouts, trying to move the ball, got to get the ball. Witten's going to make a catch, gets out of bounds. Okay, now it's a sixty yard field goal. You know, you, you what, what, to Mickey's point, you have to feel somewhat. Good about that. I mean, not great. Yeah, you're going to have to win the game with maybe with a 60-yard field goal, but it's a little different than, say, if you're playing in Cleveland or Pittsburgh or one of those other – New England or one of those other places where you're not going to get that carry. I mean, altitude might win you a game, believe it or not, just on special teams. Does it change how you call plays in general? I mean, do you go a little more conservative if you if you're driving and 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 the drive stalls and you got a short yarded situation? Yeah, but see, but we saw what we got. Given how, but Denver blocked a field goal. Denver blocked a field goal to save the game the other day. So you have to be that's in your mind. But they also, you know, uh, the Chargers made a field goal and then had the timeout. Yeah, this reminds me of the Thursday night football game that opened up the 2016 season last yeah. year. Grant, Graham Gano, a great kicker in the National Football League, missed a long field goal at the end of the game. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think it was Brandon McManus, their kicker, made it. Right. He's used to practicing up there. Yeah, but, right. but what, he, what, what he was explaining – you don't want to miss a field goal in the middle of the game, right? And give exactly. them the ball at the fifty-yard right. line. Right. See, exactly. that's yeah, that's I, yeah. She, she's talking. I totally understand what you're saying there because, like I say, it's you, you. It's one of those things where you might have to, f- to figure out how you want to manage it. If you're, if you're, say you're in the in the a hurry up mode, no timeouts. You got to do whatever you have to do to win the game, tie the game, whatever. But if you're in a situation where you're trying to milk clock. And think about okay, how close can I? I mean, what can, yeah. can I keep running the ball here to keep you know to do I, do I have to throw a third down? No, I don't have to run it again. You know that kind of thing. So yeah, I think the way that Jason Garrett, uh, you know, but I'm going to give you guys an assignment. You know, because okay. we do the pregame show here. Oh, we'll watch for you. Watch because please, I already please talk- watch. Yeah, please watch when Dan Bailey goes out there and tell me which side of the field he's better kicking field goals into because that might make a difference too of which direction they want to play in the second half talking to him yesterday he said yeah he'll go out before the game and part of it'll be they always look right what their distance is distance find that distance each way each way well this time it's going to be okay well, let's see how far right it's sort of like when those guys come to AT&T Stadium the punters and they all want to see if they can punt and hit, hit the, the video hit, board hit the video board right which uh the guy last week uh, Marquette Whatever is King is King. That his name? The, not last week, but the Raiders guy. Sure, uh, he he hit it. So I asked I asked Dan. I said, so do you have a feel like you have you ever kicked an altitude? And he goes, not that I was aware of. So right, he, it didn't sound like he'd ever kicked in Colorado. Um, I think he, although no, he said he kicked in Boulder. 
Yeah, so that means he kicked. So it. he oh, kicked in altitude. I yeah. said, "Well, that's as high." Yeah, and, and he goes, "They were oh. playing Wyoming or but one he of those." Couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah, and, and so, but that'll be key. It's when they warm up. To yeah, that, that, just that, what that's, his distance. That's is. something that'll be a good pregame note. Absolutely. Which way he's going and how far the distance is. Well, we will bring that to you. And now we have our altitude expert, but may, more importantly, the Broncos expert, <laughs> Andrew Mason, senior digital reporter he's for, in the, the for the Denver Broncos. You are joined, Andrew, by Mickey Spagnola, Rob Phillips, and Brian Broaddus. We're very excited to have you on. So how's everything going up there in uh, Denver? Going great. How are you all doing? Super. We're great. You. Any snow in the mountains if we could take an <laughs> hour trip? You know, I think uh, some uh, there, there's a couple of peaks uh, up there. I, I, I saw some pictures uh, uh, where there's a little bit of snow on some of the peaks. But the, the big thing is if you get up about 45 minutes, up from here, up towards about Fair Play, places like that, the colors on the aspens are really popping. Oh, so never not so much snow, but it's what a picture you've painted for us, Andrew. We're going to get right into it. This is obviously a big game for the Cowboys coming up to Denver. They haven't won there since 1992. Now, first question that I think we're all wondering is how is this offensive line really built up in the off season? I know that was a big thing last year that Trevor Simeon was never really protected, but Adding one of our guys, Ron Leary, in the free agency. What do you think of it now? Well, they they definitely love what Leary can bring. Certainly, you saw that uh, uh, down there. Definitely, they they like the the toughness, the tenacity that he's brought the interior of the line. Of course, right now he's in the post concussion protocol, so they're hoping he's uh, he's back by Sunday. He was uh, standing on the sideline, was wearing a helmet on Thursday, which is a a good sign for. Uh, how he's coming through the post uh, concussion protocol to this point, but uh, the rest of the rest of the line kind of kind of a work in progress. Aside from Matt Paradis, who was a Pro Bowl selection last year at center, uh, you know Garrett Bowles, first round pick at left tackle. Uh, he, you know he's going to come along in, in fits and starts. Uh, you know they, they like the attitude, the nastiness that he's brought. Uh, you know had a, had a rough uh, preseason game against San Francisco, uh, uh, three holding penalties, but. Uh, and he's had some some flashes of brilliance. Uh, Menelik Watson at right tackle uh, allowed allowed some sacks uh, on mon- on Monday night. I think uh, they they want to make sure they want to get him up to speed. I think that's kind of what they're they're concerned about right now. But uh, you know, the line, it's a little. I think the thing you'd say is work in progress. Maybe they'll try to kind of chip uh, to to chip on the right side to help Menelik Watson out a little more week two. Andrew, you know, much was made about the Broncos. You, you don't want to throw the football against the Broncos, but running the football seemed to be a, a good avenue of moving the football. Made some off-season adjustments. Some guys actually bulked up uh, weight-wise. So mm-hmm. kind of talk about where the Broncos' run defense is uh, right now. As you went through the preseason, obviously you got San Diego in a passing situation, but where does the team feel like they are right now with their run game defense? They're pretty confident in where it stands, and uh, the Chargers, you know, that was a run. That was a running game that that caused the Broncos some problems last year. You know, Melvin Gordon had a hundred yard game against them. Against them, and it had and it was pretty consistent in both games. Consistently productive, and uh, yet after that, for after that first run, a twenty one yard yard run to start the game, the Broncos really clamped down. You mentioned uh, that the, the linemen got bigger. Derek Wolf. Adam Gossis, get that those guys added about fifteen to twenty pounds. Jared Crick, now he's he's out for the season. He's out. He's out uh, on injured reserve because he just underwent uh, back surgery. But uh, he had added weight as well. But between 
Wolf and Adam Gotts is a second-year guy. They're high on adding adding weight and then bringing in Domata Pecco from Cincinnati, a big three you know three thirty-five pound veteran nose tackle, who is a you know kind of guy that can occupy two blockers and free the inside backers up to you know they hope uh, not have to take on guards as often as they as they were last year. They feel like that can kind of help the run defense. But the big thing is, the big thing is a. Uh, is up front. I mean, last year, one reason why the Broncos, you know, struggled against struggled against the run, they simply weren't making plays at the line of scrimmage so many times. You know, most of their, you know, it's not they were allowing explosive runs, twenty twenty five yards. It was the four, the repeated four and five yard gashings over and over and over again, which is why the Broncos, you know, were in the bottom five in the league in run defense. You go to Monday night, they're they're getting a lot more stops at the line of scrimmage or you know, for one, two-yard gains. And so they're getting the kind of stop. But with the, with what they're getting up front, bigger, stronger, you know, defensive linemen, they're able to get stops at the line of scrimmage or within one or two yards. And so they're able to get the kind of stops that knock a, an offense off schedule and force and, and force it to become one-dimensional. So they're pretty happy with what, where the run defense was in week one. That being said, the Cowboys present a much bigger challenge in week two. So with Jared Crick out, uh, who takes his place, and how do you think that guy moves in there, and how well would he perform? Well, they started Shelby Harris in Week One, and uh, you know, he's a guy. He he was uh, with with the Raiders. Actually, was cut four times uh, by the Raiders. Uh, Joe Woods, the defensive coordinator, he had worked on the Raiders staff a few years ago and kind of brought uh, him to the Broncos' uh, attention. Uh, he's yeah, he's been really a the big find of, of camp for the Broncos this year, you know, real impressed or impressed early in OTAs did it and that he did a good job getting his hands up, knocked down a lot of passes. And so that really was the first way he started getting a, a lot of attention. So you'll see a lot of Shelby Harris, uh, Zach Kerr, who didn't play in week one. He was a free agent signee from Indianapolis and he had a knee bruise, but it looks like he's going to be back in the lineup in week two. He's a, 330-pound guy, so he's a bit, he's a bigger defensive end than you usually see. You'll see him rotate in as well. And then Adam Gontis, who was their second-round pick last year, yeah, he had a frustrating rookie season for him coming off the torn ACL his senior year at Georgia Tech. He was not all the way back, but had five tackles Monday night. Most of them were, were at or within one yard of the line of scrimmage, was doing it was you know, he's a guy that added 15 pounds of muscle in the offseason, much stronger at the point of attack than he was last year. Last year he was really kind of getting pushed off the line uh, way too often. This year, much stouter, and I think uh, those are the guys that, that are going to step up, and you're going to see plenty of them. And of course, Derek Wolf is a is a guy that you're going to see that you're going to see a lot of. Uh, he had an ankle injury throughout the preseason, but uh, he recovered from that. And he said in week one, the only issue was it wasn't the ankle. It was stamina, just getting his conditioning back, getting his wind back under him. All right, Andrew. Well, you just gave so much information. <laughs> I know you have to run to go get your coach, Vance Joseph, and we will see you Sunday. Thank you so much for joining us today. My, my pleasure. Y'all take care. See you in Dallas. See you Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, there you go. I wonder if Vance is still having a wonderful time. or What was the? 
what was the saying? Best time of his life. <laughs> Best time of his life still? Sure he was. Best time of his life. We're going to take life. the first Poor break guy. here on Talking Cowboys because we're having the best time of our life. And you guys can call us 214-872-2102. We'll be right back. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag TroopThanks, that's hashtag TroopThanks, and by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. It's bowling night with friends and you're hanging out together. You picked up a spare, but you're craving something better. A thirst runs deep inside, you don't know what to do. You crave an ice cold Dr. Pepper and a hero to save you. Great Rider! You rock the wave of Dr. Pepper when you're craving Dr. Pepper. Great Rider! When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Pick up an ice cold 20-ounce bottle today. Dr. Pepper. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you this is talking cowboys tommy john underwear is in a league of its own mind-blowing fabrics you can barely feel and designs to fit the modern man mickey and brian that eliminate bunching and wedgies plus it's backed by the best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guaranteed shop exclusive cowboys underwear at tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys for 20 percent off your first order tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys I just saw on the television there they had. Uh, uh, You're not supposed to look at the television. Wardrobe provided by, mm-hmm. and they all had polo shirts on. Sure. It's like we don't have that. I know. What's the deal? You do have that, and you're in charge of the show. Report. Why can't we get wardrobe here? That's true. We I want training. us to all be in matching polos because <laughs> Rob I and I were the other day. Good. We did. We had scout fits working. We had scout fits. This is a podcast, though, so you're only hoping that people will but watch. We are. There, people are watching us. Yeah. It's <laughs> they to, are, Mick. It's better they to are. watch than just listen. That's that option you have. Watch or listen. Listen <laughs> right? every single time. Watch or listen. If Welcome you back. watch, you listen better. Yeah. 
That's true, visual learners. Welcome back into the SWBC Mortgage Studio. We got into a little bit of what the practice was doing, and then, of course, we got the great information from Andrew Mason. But it's time to realize that not all 53 players can play on Sunday, even though you wish they could, especially when you're dealing with certain depth at certain positions. Now, I want to ask you guys, we did this last week. I went around and kind of gave you my guesses. How did we do last week, by the way? We did. I think we nailed it. We knocked it out of the park. I think we we hit it. I think the only question mark that we had, or at least I had written down on my notes, was really 79 or 64. Obviously, it ended up being 64. We understood that going Sure. Okay, ready? Ready. For this week, Cooper Rush. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stick with Darren McFadden. Mm Mm-hmm. Benet Ben Wickery, mm-hmm. Orlando Skandrick, obviously the new one there with the hand injury. Fifty-nine, Anthony Hitchens, and then Jonathan Cooper and Noah Brown. Okay. Is there anyone there that you disagree with? I know that certain people might be looking at a Terrence Williams or maybe switching out Darren McFadden with Alfred Morris. Yeah. Could you I, consider going heavier at receiver because of Terrence's status? Could you keep Noah Brown active instead or, or along with him? But then you'd have to go light. You know, you don't want to go light on the defensive line. You would take that would mean one of the linebackers would come off. Probably you don't want to do that either, really. Or, or no, you can't take another running back off. Yeah, yeah. You've only got six healthy linebackers. Fullback. Fullback wasn't a huge factor in it the other day, but you, but in this football game, you're going to probably need to run. Yeah, not you're probably gonna need to move. You're going to need to run. They're going to need to move them heavyweights in the yeah, middle too. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. I mean, I only I see what you're saying, Rob, but I think if they were to do that, they would just have to switch Terrence Williams and Noah Brown. They couldn't yeah. both be active. If he's a go, if they think Terrence is a go, then he's a go. I, That's I what think. I'm they, thinking. They've got to feel good about him. So, yeah, I think you nailed it. Is there any reason to think that they might switch Darren McFadden and Alfred Morris? Jerry Jones said the other day on the fan, it's kind of a close decision, and it might be something where they alternate. Do you see the matchup being any different, Brian? No, I I feel like though that they're, I feel like that they 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 want to talk about there's co- competition between the two, but I really don't think there is. Mm-hmm. I think that you know, now, heck, Brian, I, I'm probably going to be wrong about this later on, but you know, looking at it the way it is, I think it's still the same way. Find a way to get to the line, get through the hole. I feel like the coaches, you know, they like what what he's able to bring. They like Morris's ability to, to take the ball and to slash a little bit, you know, and, and when you get a defense that can tackle. But they've struggled against the run, you know, and Andrew said that, though. They've done a better job, at least in the San Diego game, of tackling up front. And so – but I, I still think it's – I like exactly what you've done. I, I think that McFadden's the guy just because of the fact of this offensive line, they need to hit the hole quick and they need to get through the hole quick. And they need to finish runs, and I think he can do that. Now, question: Is there any part of you that thinks they're keeping McFadden in his in their back pocket to keep him fresh in case Zeke is has to serve his very suspension? reasonable? I don't. Very. You know what? That yeah, I Mickey, like would that, that is, change things if Zeke wasn't here. If Zeke well, if Zeke wasn't here, then he would be. You saying he'd be the starter? Yeah. I, I don't disagree. I, I think it's it's a grassy knoll theory that going back to the grassy knoll being the Kennedy deal. I'm sorry I dated myself there. But I'm saying I, I, I totally understand what you're saying and I totally think it's the plan that if you want to keep a guy fresh and then spr- and then we figure out this court thing and it doesn't work out in the Cowboys' favor, now you got a fresh back and you put him out there and because let it go. didn't they do that? 
Well, he was in their back pocket sort of last year. Last year, right, because he was ready to come back. He was hurt, though. Well, they had him on a reserve list for most of the season. But they they put him on IR, and then they just didn't activate him until, what, the last four games? He was back in December. Yeah. Last four games. And he was fresh. Yeah. So that's why that – I don't – I I think it's a brilliant – uh, deduction on your part. Because really, remember the injuries he's had sure, previously but, in his yeah. career? The, it's like what they should have done with the cornerback here, Mo Claiborne. <laughs> they should have kept him well, inactive for nine weeks <laughs> and then put him out yeah. the second half of the season, and you probably there had you a go. Stay here. Yeah. But yeah, by the same token, with. though, wouldn't you want to keep Morris fresh, too? Like, I think it does come down to the two of them in, in some respect because Rod Smith is active because of special teams. That is that is something he's earned. Yeah, no, I above, understand that. Above one of those two guys. But maybe you look at Morris as your your prime backup guy. Right. Like, he, you know, he, all he's going to get is maybe four carries a game. Sure. Or something and like that. I think your point and is well made. Where else does McFadden help you if he's yeah. – Kickoff return. Switzer's your kickoff yeah. Maybe. No, yeah. Switzer's doing it. Right. I kind of liked one of them. One of them I didn't like. I see yeah. a lot of touchbacks on Sunday. So Your point is well made, Mickey, but then does that answer the question of if this whole situation has really become a distraction for this team because they have to now kind of do – granted, they had – Good depth at running back, but did it affect him in the first game? I don't think so. But She's yeah. just asking the question. Saying, I understand. Yeah, it. I know. Yeah. I'm just not a big person on. I know. I know you're not, but you know now it's showing that if that's the case, and I think that's a great point because of the fact that they kind of have to tailor certain things, knowing that this is a 16 week season. Yeah, 16 well, games. Well, well, I tell you what, maybe we'll know this if this thing goes full. If it goes yeah. full on, where next week or whenever the league, whenever we get the final rule, then then, right. then if then if McFadden comes back, Mickey's theory is absolutely. Or I mean, like, what if what if they would they find out he's playing the rest of the season? If they yeah. find out he's and playing, then the rest, they change. Yeah, and then the they backup. say, you know what? Yeah, we're gonna, now it now it's well, we've given Alfred a few games. Let's give McFadden yeah. a few games, and then yeah. that, then it becomes a, a, a about ability. Then I yeah. just yeah, but I just go back to your point. You said based on preseason work you you would give I would, him the nod I and would it, they both ran well at times in preseason but I think a body of work you could say Morris was well, better and overall. I don't want to say distraction because I know Mickey you know that's more of the fact like they can't focus on football and maybe it's more about managing your team right you know because they've had to manage their team right now with Demontre Moore out for these first two games right so I, I don't necessarily think it's considered a distraction but it's definitely a kink in the way that you're going to manage your team. The roster. The roster. The, the 46. The roster. Just remember, what was the rotation in preseason? Who went first? McFadden did. McFadden did, right? Yeah. And who sat out on the practice when they sat out all the veteran guys? McFadden. McFadden, yeah. Morris practiced. Yeah. Whole body of work. No, I, I, you're, you're, so Nikki, you're, you're on to something. You're absolutely on to something. And I think it's, I think it's worth putting out there. I'm glad you did that because that's something that, you know, this team thinks about. They, they, they do think about, okay, well, if we're going to lose a guy, it always say protecting themselves. They're protecting themselves right here. They, they get, say they do put McFadden in there, but I think that Morris outplayed him this summer. I do that. That's me personally. We'll see how they how they play it, and they, you know Mickey could absolutely be right about. How that. do you handle that as a player, though? If they're like trying to kind of almost sugarcoat it, like, "Hey, you're not going to get a an active game week check this week," because yeah. no, you always get they get his check, but but, but yeah, but, but just, it's not, not a yeah. it, You're right; it yeah. is tough. He's a veteran guy. And Wants sat, to play. sat out most of last year, get too. His check, but there's a difference between being active and inactive. Sure, absolutely. I mean, this is a guy, he, he carried the mail for them two years can ago. You, can you so tell, it's got to be tough to sit. Can you keep secrets? It's like, hey, 
parent, yeah. here's what hey. we're doing, but don't say anything. Don't be upset. You're you're gonna have the nicest sweatsuit out there. <laughs> you are gonna be just swaggy this out. Pristine, there. yes. But yeah, this is why. But uh, we do have a caller all the way from Hawaii, Denny in Hawaii. All right, Denny. Denny. Hello. Hello, hi guys. Aloha. Aloha. Uh, See you guys, uh, see Brian, see you on um, November 19th with Star Sports Stores. Thank you. <laughs> Very nice of you. Right. Thank you. Um, I have a Smith and Smith question, but not the Smith brothers. Um, you guys brought up Keith Smith earlier. I think with the 3-4 defense alignment, I think, you know, how you say he can really dig out those linebackers. Sure. And not only that, um, being a lead blocker, but I like the way he receives the ball, you know, in the screen passes and the swing passes. I think he does a great job with that. And I think I, I would like to see more of that package in, for this game especially. And right. then, um, But for Jalen Smith, um, he looked good as a blitzer, and I don't think I saw where he blitzed at all in the last game. But do you see him, do you see him utilizing him more and more um, as the season goes or in, in this game? Just to get that pressure up the middle with right. with Simeon. Right. And I'll hang up and listen to you guys. Thank right. you so much. Aloha. 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 But you like Jalen Smith blitzing there, Mick? Mm. I do, if 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 they're gonna play that. But yeah. it seemed like when they were gonna go to their uh three four package, that was gonna be Durant. Right. And they really didn't use it all that much. They place basically played four man front with a, a dime package with sure. one linebacker. Sure. I'll say this about Jalen. I know you've always said you like, especially while he's still recovering or getting strength in that foot going forward as opposed to backward. But I like the way he was moving. I liked his drops and the way he was turning and moving and planning in that game the other night. Like yeah. he's, he's shown progress there. He, look, he really truly does look more and more comfortable moving out there than he has. No, he has. I think you're absolutely right about that, Rob. I mean, that's to me uh, – but Mickey's right too. I mean, could we, you know, with a with a rookie quarterback, and if you go back and look, Simeon's one of those guys that he does take sacks, but he actually thrives when you pressure him. It's it's a strange dynamic with him. He's almost a ninety five percent rated passer when you pressure him. Mm-hmm. So he knows think, his hots. He knows yeah, where to exactly. go. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He he doesn't he doesn't take sacks. I think in a hundred in in his career, hundred and thirty eight snaps or drop back attempts he's only been sacked four times so that when you blitz him so that you have to be a little a little bit cautious about that but in normal down and distances he's like six percent of his times he gets sacked he's one of the worst in the league when it comes to that so maybe we're going to see more what mickey's talking about three down linemen clog and cover try and make him make some accurate throws there if you can maybe get some pressure maybe if you bring the fourth rusher as a is a slot or one of the linebackers. But I just kind of have a feeling, though, that they're not going to blitz this guy as much. They're going to make him have to make some throws. And we talked about what the problems are. Andrew even brought it up with the offensive line. Work in progress. He's being really nice saying that because their tackles have struggled, not to the Giants' levels of struggle, but you have to say, okay, Tank Lawrence, go beat Go beat Watson because he can do that. He has that capability, and you know we could see it in this game. And maybe it won't require them to blitz. Well, that's I ideal, think, yeah. If you can just yeah. get home with four, I think that's what the, I think. To me, that's the game plan. I if a guy if a guy's proven to me, you know, and he's got a short you know fifteen game career so far, but if he's showing to me that he can handle pressure and read, like you say, get rid of, do all that and he's completing passes, I'm not going to blitz him. I'm going to make him have to make some throws. But if you're telling me whoa, he gets sacked on normal down-and-distance situations, 
that's kind of where I'm going. Hey, you just brought up a, a matchup that we haven't really thought about this this week, Demarcus Lawrence and Watson. Yeah. But are there other matchups that we're just not really even thinking about right now? You know, is it the one, the slot receiver versus the slot corner? Yeah. Who are we really looking at? Yeah, Roby and Beasley, I think, yeah, is a yeah, good matchup. Go, yeah, yeah. Really good matchup. Can can Beasley win in space? Roby's a good player. He's a good space player for them, uh, much like how Skandrick is when he's healthy here. So that's a matchup to watch for me. Yeah, Frederick and Pico. I mean, again, uh, you know, uh, Andrew talked about that. They get this big 330-pound, and, and last year Frederick was able to handle If we were doing our shows, we were talking about the Cincinnati Bengals and game matchups, and Pico and his ability to clog up the middle, big body, doesn't get turned. You know, and and last year I felt like that Travis Frederick did a really nice job on him. Matter of fact, him and Ron Leary and and uh, Martin were able to control that middle. I think they're going to have to do that. That's something we're not really focusing on. But if the Cowboys, the way they run the ball, I think you got to find a way to get that nose man secured. And especially though, if they're playing, if we if we get them in a nickel and they start spreading out, now it's about getting those guys all taken care of and getting to the second level. That's where the Cowboys can have some success. It's a good thing you got a 320-pound center. Yeah. yeah. 320 pounds, you ain't moving him. He's done a lot better. Remember in his first in his career, though, he didn't handle the guy in his nose very well. Right. If you remember, like early in his rookie year, it was everything where it was athletic movement was just fine. But when a guy was on his nose, that's when it was a problem. Now, last week, the guy, you know, that Snacks wasn't on his nose. Snacks was like a, a, a man removed or in a gap. That's a little bit more of a difficult block. And Denver will play a little bit more head up, true three, four type of a front. So you have to be ready for it. I mean, he's going to have to get on that, uh, get on Pico quick, and then they're going to have to get him up to the second level, get that thing secured, and then allow 21 to make those cuts. Mickey, what do you think about the matchup of a Rod Marinelli versus Trevor Simeon? You know, I don't know that Rod does a lot of fancy, you know, Things I think they do what they do. I don't. I don't know that I like he comes that. up with that's his identity. Like these great schemes to trick people. I, I, I now changing up the formations sometimes. I think that can affect a young quarterback. But I, I just don't think he comes up with these exotic blitzes. Everybody wants a blitz. Well, when we talk about the three four with two linebackers, well, the linebackers are coming in the gaps. Right. So it's not a matter of the guy knowing how to blitz. It's a matter of, are they picking everybody up? Right. Did they read it right? You know, who's coming? Because when you do it that, you know, you got three up there, but sometimes one guy falls off and two linebackers blitz. So it's more of a confusion thing than it is your ability to blitz and get through. Because when you're blitzing through the gaps, they're, they're, they're shooting the gaps basically on each side of the center, right? right. How much room is there? Right. You know, if those guys just kind of close down in the middle, then maybe you free somebody on the outside. But uh, I just don't see Rod doing a lot of fancy stuff. I think he gets guys ready to play, teaches them great technique, and, you know, have at it. He relies really on their team speed defensively. And you watch the Giants game, the Cowboys got to a lot of a lot of tackles with speed. Rally to the ball. Rally to the ball. And, and sound technique. Yeah. Make the tackle. Denver yeah. has trouble with defenses that can run. You know, if you're a defense that can run, they have problems with that. So that's going to be the Cowboys calling card. Mickey's absolutely right. I don't think you're going to see the exotics. You won't. That's just not going to happen. 
But what you are going to see is they're going to try and be sound. They're not going to allow the underneath stuff. They're going to try and choke off the run the best they can, get hats to the ball, and tackle. That's the team. They don't give up big plays. Neither one of these defenses give up big plays. He's, that's that's going to be huge in this game. He's always tried to force the quarterback to drive the entire field. Yeah, and, and you and make for, a mistake. And for a young quarterback, that's what you're hoping is going to happen eventually if you got to put together 10, 12-play drives. There's your altitude play, too. You kick the ball in the end zone. I think something, too, you need to think about here, guys you got to make this guy score along with you. I mean, make Trevor Simeon have to score along with Shoot you. Shoot out. Yeah. You turn it into a game where he has to make a bunch of plays, I'm willing to, b- to bet that Dak Prescott will make more plays. So Better that, quarterback. That, yeah, that's where – which team can make more plays and what team can force the other one to have to score, around, score right along with them. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take our last break here on Talking Cowboys. We will be right back and get into some rank'em. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere Compact Tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. This is Talkin' Cowboys. Hey, guess what? What? I got a script. Do you? Do you know why Papa John's pizza tastes so great? Why? The ingredients like the veggies never frozen in the pepperoni 100% pork and beef. And tell you what. What? Yeah, there goes order, off the script now. If you order an extra large with two toppings, you get it for $11. That's, can't, <gasps> that's a deal. And that's Papa John's. You can't, can't do it. That's you a Cole, can't, you can't Cole, Beasley, just, Cole Beasley special. Hey. <laughs> Let's get, we leave to, to Denver tomorrow, and uh, Mickey, you're going to be ordering some Papa John's tonight. Kind of get the packing right and everything ready to go for the You know, weekend. they have pretty good pizza in Denver, by the way. Oh. It's funny with the altitude. I wonder if the ovens have to Sure, I, I think it helps. Yeah. The, I hey, it helps when I was younger and I would bake brownies or do anything <laughs> like that, it was always like my mom would make sure. Look at the high altitude <laughs> instructions because mine always came out disgusting. Did you play with high altitude uh, tennis balls? I did. I did tennis, and uh, tennis is something that Mickey and I have a common ground Can on. Can we get this <laughs> scheduled? Can we get this match? It will be filmed. I, I think Rob. Live on I, think, Periscope. I think Rob and I could take you two. No. Yeah. It's not a height thing. Yeah. Not even it's me not, not having played a match. Rob and I. Now basketball. I think we'd be okay. Nah, Rob, we're fine. We could take. <laughs> have you? Like I understand, maybe a team sport, maybe football for sure. Flag football, no doubt. Ah, uh, tennis. Watch me. I, I'm. I'm a good player. 
uh, I get up to that net. You could you we could would nail them from distance in basketball. Chip, Ballies chip and chase, overhead. chip and chase all day for these two. You wouldn't get a shot off. You wouldn't get a shot. You would get so I wouldn't let you get a shot. Frustrated off. after. Let's get back to football. Okay, you're not yeah. frustrated because drive it's right by. Hut, hut, hut. <laughs> Dan Marino hard count on that one. Rob, before we get to your poll, we got a caller, Kenny in Tennessee. What is up? Hey, how's everybody doing today? Kenny, where you been? I, man. I've had a little bit of change in life and changed jobs, and it's oh. hard for me to get to oh. watch y'all when it's live now, you know? Yeah, well, we miss you. Well, I miss I miss calling in. I, mean, I don't like watching it on the delay either. I like watching it live. But I just got two quick questions, and I'll let you go. All right. Thank you. This is a Zeke situation. First of all, I just think it's a conspiracy against Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. But anyway, if it continues on and goes like toward the end of the season, is the league really that common and would suspend him and he'd miss playoff games? Sure they would. Yes. yes. Yeah. You know what? And it would depend on when the courts decide Absolutely. to hear yeah. the case. If yeah. it's expedited, right? It could be heard later in the season, and then it just depends on when it's heard. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They, yeah. they certainly well, then, will. You know, in that case, you might want to look at it like, might want to go ahead and get it over with if it's bound to happen. Oh, it's you know the Brian Broaddus theory. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I got uh, one more question. Okay. Because it really messed me up drafting my fantasy team. Because all I get to do is watch preseason games and stuff. Did Alfred Morris really outplay McFadden? Because when I, I got Zeke in the draft and I drafted McFadden as a handcuff, and then when that game started the other day, it blew my mind that Alfred Morris was on the second team. I feel you. And uh, so did, did Alfred Morris really outplay him this year? He did. Thank you, Kenny. Brian thinks he did. Oh, I miss Kenny in Tennessee. Yeah, he really did. It's been like 10 years. Yeah. No, he, he did. I, I, he, he did outplay him. But yeah. we'll see. But to them, like Mickey said, Mickey threw you a great nugget right there about, about that. And so I, I don't – I like what he's saying, but if they, the coaches feel like that Nick Fadden, when, when this whole Zeke thing comes to light completely to the end, if he's suspended, I, Mickey's right. I wouldn't be surprised to see McFadden back as your starter. I hope Kenny's keeping his neighbors at bay, too, by the way, because they would give him trouble when the Cowboys lost. Yeah. yeah. Robert, to yes. your poll and then to some rank Okay, poll today. Recapping, we did a great job, I think, of recapping all these matchups throughout the week. We're going to ask the fans, what's the key matchup Sunday at Denver? Okay, number one, Des Bryant versus Akib Tlaib. Two, Nolan Carroll against Demarius Thomas. Three, the Cowboys' offensive tackles against Mr. Miller, Vaughn Miller. And fourth, Zeke against the Broncos' front seven. How will the running game fare? Oh, those are four good ones. Yeah. What do you guys think? I'll how do I think they voted, or how did we? Who would you say? I would take, for what did they say, or what do I say? Your pick. I'll take door number three. Okay. Vaughn Miller. Tay? Vaughn Miller. That's an easy one. I guess I'll say Zeke. It's a good one. Brian, give me the front seven. Front seven I, yeah, against Zeke. Yeah, go load the wagon and go. You guys load are on, the wagon. You guys are on the money. Those are the top two answers. Door number the number one was door number four. Zeke against the Broncos front seven, followed by the Cowboys tackles against Von Miller. Your choice, Mick. Forty percent of the vote there. Well, if the tackles don't play, then Zeke doesn't play. No, that's true. But I, I think that you cannot allow Von Miller. That would be Captain Obvious here. Don't let him wreck your game. Right. You know, don't let it be second and nine. This is where the Broncos thrive. Mm -hmm. They thrive in making you, when you have to throw the football, they love it. 
That's how they, they they're you know, and, and you know, Brad Allen is the official in this game. Brad Allen had the Philadelphia-Washington game last week. Brad Allen's crew only called one defensive holding penalty. This is going to be a key, and this is going to be a key. If they – and I have a feeling that Brad Allen's crew is going to let this defense play, mm-hmm. you know. So, Cowboy receivers had better be ready for a clutch, grab, hold game. Yeah. I just feel like it's – that's what it's going to be. I, I don't like to compare this team to the 2016 team. Obviously, there's a lot of returning guys, and their identity is pretty much the same. But last year, Brian – we were on Cowboys break. We weren't with these lovely gentlemen here, but I felt like you would tell me a guy like Vaughn Miller. Right. Say, watch him out. You, an example in my mind is Vontez Perfect. Right. And this team really found a way, whether it was just in, you know, the way they played and changed it up in the game, but they found a way to really not make To block the, him, yeah. To block them and yeah. to make them not the big factors in this game. You know, and we're talking about – Demarius Thomas yesterday, I feel like Rod Marinelli knows how to kind of take down these big-time receivers. Alshon Jeffrey, A.J. Green, the ones that he's faced in the past couple of seasons here, they really haven't Odell been Beckham, killers. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't know he, why he that is. He I wasn't mean, calling the plays when uh, Johnson tore him up. Calvin Johnson? Detroit. Calvin oh, no. Johnson. Yeah. Was that – was that uh, – That was – I think that – was that Rob? Was that two – Oh, was, that was Marinelli's first year here, I so think. Like. Or was it Monty? Was Monty that a Monty? Monty that was, was a Monty. Marinelli Monty was, was here. He just wasn't yeah. in charge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. to your Monty point, Dave. sleeping on my shoulder. For, <laughs> did Kansas City. Yep, that's right. For Von, the Von Miller matchup, this is what Lyle Collins <laughs> has been working for for four months. I mean, this is what he's been taking all the reps for back in OTAs. He's gotten he's watched cutups of every guy he's gonna face, and I would imagine that includes Von Miller. It was JPP. Did they ever face each other in college? Vaughn against Eliel? Was it SEC or Vaughn was in the SEC? He yet? was out. I don't yeah. think so. He was out. He's ever. in the uh, first. What, this is two thousand ten. Like sixth or seventh year. He's in his right? seventh yeah. year. So yeah. I sorry, I was trying to think because sometimes you see SEC matchup guys and you forget that Texas A and M was. Yeah, he might have been a freshman Vaughn's last year. So I have to go back and look, but I mean this is. This is what he's prepared for all year long. So, look, these guys, the, the Petco guy, 330, 325, Kerr, 335, Wolf is 285. Well, he's bigger than that now. They've Wolf. had about – So, probably 300, right? Yeah, probably 300. So, with Wolf. those big old guys in the middle, just make them go laterally. You know what? The altitude bothers them, too, by the way. So, True. you get They're them running laterally, you'll run – Wait a minute. Altitude talk out. here. Altitude yeah. talk. Guys. Talking altitude. Altitude's like water. It it it, it sees it, it sees no, no difference Losing in anybody, right? Room, baby. Everybody's yeah, the yeah, same. Don't, don't use the don't use the altitude excuse. Uh, Emmanuel Acho tried to do that, and I was like, "Did you guys win that game yeah. out there? Hmm. No, they yeah. lost." Yeah. I tell you, I you know, I I, I think you're onto something though, too, Tay. Yeah, you know, every time we want to talk about a matchup that that maybe the, the game hinges, and, I'm, and I like the fact that you win on. Is there a secondary matchup? We're not. I don't think we all went into, and we're going to do rank them here. I'm sure before we get out of here, but we none of us really thought about Demarcus Lawrence and the impact that he had. No. That he would have. You know, it, it's somebody like that. It's going to be somebody in this game when you've got it. When you've got a matchup with with both sides having star players on both sides, and you always kind of think of the star players. It's always good to kind of think of that that X factor guy that. I got one. Might be the difference maker. You got one. You want to lead us off? Rank them? Oh, we're doing it right now and rank them? Tyrone Crawford. Tyrone Crawford. I like it. I I think Tyrone Crawford will be like, hey, D-Law, 
Let me have a few. <laughs> Let me have a few rushes or a few sacks. A few sacks. I oh, there we go. Getting a, little, getting a little better a I week later think, from the ankle. Yeah, yeah, he'll be he'll be the guy that you're like, I forgot you were on this team. Yeah. Mm. Who right. are you? There it is. <laughs> there it is. Mick, you got one? I'm still thinking. Okay. Still brewing. Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown. A good one. Yeah, yeah. Anthony Brown, I think, is, you know, rank. He's going to – he was outstanding, I thought, last week. Playing yeah, that's outside. why I didn't pick him because yeah. he already seems like an obvious choice. Okay, well, then I would go – I'll go for another one there. Go with I'll, your no, – that's I'll go good. With, I'll, I'll that's go with, good. I'll, if, you want a, if you want an X-Factor player, maybe a Wouzier. You know, somebody's going to have to step up in the secondary. It's going to put be, a woozy down for yeah, him. Yeah, put a woozy. Homecoming. Down. Yeah, somebody, somebody's going to have to pick off a ball. Somebody's going to have to make a tip play. Somebody's going to have to turn this game. It's going to come down to possessions and how you do in your possessions. If you could deny the Broncos' possessions, if you could deny their quarterbacks, the, the, if you deny Simeon the, the the ability to throw the football and make him have to make some tough throws, it's going to have to come on some of those guys. Brown, a you know, uh, Nolan Carroll. He might. Nolan Carroll might be an X factor. He was kind of just, just did it, did his job last week. But he might have to be a bigger X factor player this week. Mick, say every one of your players, Mickey. I am going with the champ. Who's that? Demarcus Lawrence. Mm. Easy money. He's got the belt. Yeah, he does. He does have the belt. Which, a matter of fact, when he showed up for his interview with us for the Jason Garrett show, he brought his championship WBC belt with him. We were looking to Slung really it over dig his deep. shoulder. What was it? We got a belt. Was this the WBC? Is this Marinelli's belt? The commissioner of the WBC showed up at training camp. Oh, I see. I remember. And he gave him a belt. Oh, wow. And so now the defensive line votes Give it as player a, of the yeah. game. And whoever has the belt, I mean, whoever wins gets it's the, the belt. belt for the week. Great idea. So he, the he came with it that. draped over his shoulder. Yeah. And, and the other guys were yelling at him. And he goes, I ain't giving it up. I'm the champ. That means if he Mickey wins again, he keeps the belt. Know. I'll tell you what, though. He, him against Watson, I like that. I like the matchup. You said pick them. You didn't say pick somebody in significant, okay. right? Chris I mean, we Jones, could, we could go Zeke, Dak, Sean. I mean, we could do well, that. Or we, or we could, no, we could switch this and make this more of an X-Factor who type won segment. La- who won last week? I did. Cole Beasley. Yeah. I had Sean oh. Lee. Sean Lee. Oh, they split. Sean Lee. <laughs> Sean Lee. They got co-belts. They got co-belts. All right, I'm going to go with a... Just because he made a... a, a, a no, he's I got, got a two perfect. They made yes. a t-shirt. Did you get a t-shirt? Perfect. Did you get a t-shirt from that? No, but I'm going to buy one for Mickey. Dude, perfect catch. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of the show, it's going to say, wardrobe provided by Taylor Stern for Mickey. That's right. For Captain Angry Pants. <laughs> we'll just pass it around. We'll pass the shirt Captain around. Angry Pants. Interesting look there. <laughs> I'm going to go with Steven Paya. Can they shut down the Woo! running game? C.J. Anderson, kind of between the tackles guy. How does their nose tackle fare in the game? We'll I see. like it, Rob. We'll see. Well, here we are. End of the week. Time to get on the road. Thank you guys so much for joining another edition of Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?